0: Hey everyone, I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and joining me in the studio today is Chuck Cox. He's the product marketing engineer for Freedom Communication Technologies. Chuck, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you, Tyler, for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, today we're discussing that vital importance of communication technology in this day and age. And really, Chuck, it's a time where because communication technology is so readily apparent and available at all times, we've almost started to take it for granted to a certain extent, wouldn't you say?
1: Very much so. And that goes from... Uh, being able to pick up a cell phone and make a phone call, Mm. being able to access uh, a video over the internet. Uh, And of course, in uh, mission critical situations, you get into public safety, military, federal government, uh, utility companies. Um, When they need to communicate. They expect the communication channel to be available. Yeah. And so that's, that is somewhat overlooked in this day and age when the technology works so much better than it ever has before. Mm-hmm. But as we've all experienced, when you can't place that phone call or you can't send an email or you can't send a text or receive a text, uh, we've all been impacted by that. But just think now when you're in a mission-critical situation, uh, how much when lives depend on it? Uh, maybe we need to be thinking more ahead of time making sure and uh, ensuring that our technology is working.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And would you say that that mission critical kind of aspect of things is one of the industries that you work with the most with what you do at Freedom?
1: Yes, exactly. So we make test equipment for people who maintain two-way radio systems. Mm -hmm. So we're primarily talking about wireless communication, we're primarily talking about handheld or vehicle-mounted radios. But it's not just the end-user equipment, it's also the infrastructure. We're talking about the repeaters, the base stations, and that is exactly who our customers are. We provide the right tool to test these radio systems, to test the radio that the policeman is about to take out into the field to make sure that it's functioning properly.
0: And you kind of mentioned and touched on it there, but there's this idea almost that you want to be proactive when it comes to this communication technology rather than reactive, right? You want to have the tools in place that tell you, hey, you might have something wrong before something catastrophic ca- catastrophic happens, right? Because once that happens, there's no you can't go back and fix it retroactively if something bad happens in a you know in a first responder situation. Exactly. It's, uh, it's a life or death matter. Really.
1: Very much so, and uh, and that's exactly what mission critical. Means is the fact that that time is critical, Mm -hmm. Um, and having the right people uh, uh, available to talk to is critical. Um, But but you know this even though this has a lot to do with two-way radio, this goes back to something very basic, and that is that in order for human enterprises to function properly, they have to be able to communicate with each other. The CEO of a company needs to be able to make decisions and trust that the his decisions are going to get communicated down Uh, a plant manager on the other side of the planet who encounters a problem has to be able to get the advice he needs Mm -hmm. um, or uh, contact the right resources to bring to bear Uh, large companies um, when their networks go down there is dollar sign impact uh, to their bottom line it is now more than ever more important to make sure that we have contingency plans, mm-hmm. but also that we address issues before they become a complete outage. Right. And that's, that's where having the right tool that can tell you when you're having a problem, regardless of whether or not it's having an impact yet, mm-hmm. uh, that is the, the critical nature of, of what we do.
0: What do your conversations with radio technicians look like when you're talking about these issues how, you know how do you approach those subjects with radio technicians, and what's their typical response
1: that's a great question, Tyler. When I visit with customers and that is the um most important part of my job this is the reason I went from being a product development engineer to being a sales engineer now marketing engineer is that we make so many decisions in engineering in a vacuum mm-hmm. without knowing the impact it'll have with customers and the, when I realized that I moved more and more towards a customer facing world because I wanted to know that the decisions I was making, that the products, that the solutions I was offering were in line with their needs. There's no point in providing a fancy feature if it's not something they can use or having this great capability, but in a real life environment, it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I love being in contact with with uh, these radio technicians and, and service uh, supervisors probably the most typical conversation starts out with me telling them how they are my heroes. Um, the radio technicians are the unsung heroes uh, because so often they don't get any intention until something goes wrong. Right. Um, and so mm-hmm. I want them to have the best tool mm. to be able to diagnose problems, to uh, make sure the equipment is running as well as it can, not just to, to where it's working, but to where it's actually operating at top performance. Um, And ultimately these radio technicians have a really important job. Mm -hmm. They also have a very big job and they are focused on getting the job done. And so what I love to be able to offer them is the fact that not only can I give them a tool that helps them get the job done, but it helps them do it in the most efficient manner. It helps them to concentrate on what they're doing, not on using the equipment.
0: Mm, yeah, absolutely. How has the industry, maybe as a whole, responded when things have gone wrong in, with communication technology? Has there been maybe a swing towards kind of what you provide as far as proactive approaches to knowing when you have outages, when you do have kind of big circumstances where maybe the industry as a whole looks at it and says, oh my gosh, Like this was, a, this was a failure on this part. We really need something like what you provide.
1: Yes, there are many examples. I, I think the one that probably will ring true with most people is uh, the terrible events of uh, September 11th, hmm. uh, when a major um, catastrophe took place, a major event um, took place, and many—and it's New York City— which has got great fire department, which has a great police department, and all of the people in that area. People were coming from New Jersey. People were coming from all over yeah. New York State to help out. The biggest problem was they couldn't – you could see a guy down the hall, but you couldn't talk to him on the radio. They had contingency plans in place for inter, what we call interoperability. Mm-hmm. So there were channels where in certain situations you could talk to somebody who's not – normally on your system and things like that. But when you have something of that scope, then it just all broke down. Mm. Uh, as a result of that, the uh, the government uh, started to mandate stronger interoperable hardware um, and th- uh, organizations had to replace entire infrastructure. Wow. Um, they went to digital systems which which provide clearer communication that introduced a lot of error correction, things that, that improve the quality of the voice. Mm-hmm. but when it goes down, it goes down and it and it's unavailable. Yeah. The more technology you put in uh, a system, the more potential, Uh, points of failure you introduce. And so you have got to stay on. All of us that use computers and networks understand the fact that just You know, one Wi-Fi connection, or just one Wi-Fi connection, or one cell tower away from not being able to communicate. Yeah, and so that particular event, or another event, um, for those of you who are listening from Texas, a couple of years ago, real tragic accident where four firefighters in Houston lost their lives. Yeah, they were inside a burning building, and the radio system uh, appears that it was overloaded, Mm. and just communications weren't getting through. Bottom line is, if you can't communicate you have a much bigger problem.
0: So we talked about how technology is kind of moving forward, but as you mentioned, uh, the more that technology kind of advances and you kind of add things into these communication systems, the more potential points of failure there are and the more issues that you could potentially run into. So what's the next step as far as this technology is concerned and where is it going in the future?
1: There is a big move right now to move the communication technology that's currently in use, the two-way radio, the traditional two-way radio, uh, to the technology that we currently use for our cell phones. Hmm. Obviously, we can all see the advantages of having access to video uh, in, a, in an emergency situation, uh, having access to data, uh, being able to pass other than just just voice. Right. Um, now, th- the important thing to realize—most people don't realize—that um, policemen, firemen, ambulance. Uh, you know, federal, state, local governments can't just use a regular cell phone mm-hmm. to communicate. They're they're great when everything's working right. But then when you get network congestion or infrastructure damage from natural uh, causes, natural disasters, or from terrorism, things like that, you cannot rely on the infrastructure to be up 100%. Yeah. And so the, uh, the first iteration of that is what's being called FirstNet. Mm-hmm. FirstNet is... Uh, a, a parallel infrastructure that is being established across the country to provide mission-critical-grade broadband communication. Wow. So there is a whole new level of technology. Um, there's a whole new level of tools. There's a whole new level of training that has to come into play. Mm. But again, you have to make sure that your test equipment is able to, to effectively test the, the technology that's being put in. And so there's a big rush right now in, mm-hmm. and uh, to provide equipment that can properly test broadband uh, radio systems. Another big difference that people don't realize is that most or almost all of the public safety communication happens in a one-way fashion. You make a call, you connect, you get your message across, and then you, it's not constant talking yeah. because you're dealing with a one-to-many situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that introduces you know, what um, most cell phone systems in the past have not had the capability of doing what's called push-to-talk, basically right. be able to push a button on a certain channel, and that activates certain listeners certain uh, talk group is what it's called Mm -hmm. and make a make a call out to that group yeah Uh, and so there's additional changes having to be made to the the standards to provide that type of communication and what you've got to realize is that um small interruptions when you're talking to grandma Mm -hmm. about what she had for dinner last night if um, she's telling you she had apple pie and for some reason the word apple drops out and all you hear is that she had pie last night. That's, you know, no consequence. However, yeah. Yeah. If, if an officer is uh, being told don't shoot there's a big difference between don't shoot and shoot right um so one word can <laughs> yeah. make a big difference and in, in, in my case of personal experience is working with the nfl on a radio system for the coaches on the sidelines hmm. and they were going to newer technology network-based technology the problem was dropped packets yeah they were losing information and the coaches kept coming back i got to to work with the uh the radio people here in Dallas at Cowboy Stadium, mm-hmm. uh, and the, and they reiterate time after time after time, their expectation, their need is for 100% communication. Yeah, the, you can't drop every other word. You can't. You could drop a word at just the wrong time, and now your communication is actually giving you a situation that's worse than if you hadn't
0: communicated. So. Right. Right. Well, the Cowboys need all the help they can get, right? So, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, the the less said about that, the better, perhaps. But, uh, yeah, no, that that absolutely makes sense to me. And you mentioned earlier when you said that radio technicians, you know, you, you tell them that they're your heroes because they only, you know, the only times you hear about them is when something goes wrong. But so, so often they're doing, you know, that work behind the scenes that keeps everybody safe. Would it be a good idea for people to know a little bit more about how this communication works, just um, beyond just the radio technicians that operate it day in, day out, but would it be a good idea for people to understand a little bit more about how this works and understand uh, maybe the work that goes on behind the scenes that keeps everybody safe? Very
1: much. Um, Not only is it beneficial for the infrastructure users for example your your police officers and so forth to understand you know what what conditions affect your ability to talk if you're if you are in a building and you can't get access to the system you know stepping close to a window may work if it's not a a low e glass window Mm -hmm. but low e glass windows Uh, shield radio communications. So, uh, or stepping outside of a building or being in a vehicle and stepping out. Understanding the technology behind the scenes uh, can help them better use the technology. And Mm -hmm. I think for us as the general population, it's beneficial to understand just what's involved in making sure that uh, grandma, you can talk to grandma when you talk yeah, to her. Yeah. Uh, that's the technology that's out there. And that's one of the most exciting parts of my job is being able to go out and not only show people how to use the, the equipment that we provide, mm-hmm. but to be able to explain to them how the technology works. There's been a big shift from analog Radio to digital radio, um, and that's like this, the change we had between the old days of using a, 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 a modem mm-hmm. uh, on your computer that went <laughs> through the phone, and right. it sounded, you know, like a a, a dying squirrel yes, or something, something, something uh, like that. Yes, <laughs> um, understanding just what it takes to get a message mm-hmm. through. Um, that's what I love to do. I love to take somebody who has experience in one area and be able to leverage that experience to help them understand a a domain that they may not have as much experience with. Many radio technicians are getting older. Mm -hmm. Uh, There there is no new generation of radio technicians. Mm -hmm. People coming into this field are mostly IT people. They don't have radio backgrounds. And so you've got a lot of people out there with former military backgrounds, uh, or who might have been interested in radio from an amateur radio perspective, things like that. Right. Who are coming in sideways into the radio business. There's no required certifications uh, to be a radio technician, although there are some certifications out there that you can get, and 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 I love to plug those. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, you have a lot of people who have learned on the job, especially the younger people, and I and I and I praise them for wanting to be involved in radio because, mm. you know. As the years go by, more and more, the radio technicians are retiring. Yeah. Uh, it's time for them to go enjoy the, the good life. And we need a new generation that's not only radio savvy, but also can take us into the next generation. They need to be you know, broadband savvy. They need to be computer savvy. Um, there's a great opportunity. If you're listening to me, and you're a young person, and you're trying to determine where you might uh, find work, and you're interested in technical things, look into becoming a radio technician. Mm. There's a need, a yeah, great need.
0: That's a great, that's a great uh, shout for that. And also, I think that especially with younger generations, one of the things they want to know about is how does what I do make a difference in the world, right? What what am I doing to to change lives? And I think that you've made a great case here for how radio technicians really do that, really do change lives, save lives, and are vital parts of you know the the fabric of society these
1: days. Very much so, and I can give a great example of of a job well done. Uh, again, it's going to be focused on the Houston area, but Harris County, uh, which is the the greater Houston area, has a tremendous uh, radio shop and uh, very hardworking people there. And I'll just put a plug out to them. Um, they're 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 wonderful people. They do a very hard job in a very demanding environment but when uh, the last hurricane happened and there was so much flooding and some you know as you know hurricanes come with very high winds yeah and so you've got towers and antennas are being battered the only system outage that they suffered was when one of their sites the radio uh, rooms at the base of a tower was submerged in water was flooded and the generator uh cut out because it was underwater Mm -hmm. couldn't function and the radio room got flooded. But all of the other infrastructure was functioning. I I even heard tales of antennas being twisted 90 degrees and the system still running. So great job done guys. Uh, That's what these guys, that's why they're my heroes. Mm -hmm. They are out there making sure that Mm -hmm. everything works right when things are going well so that when the, When the services are needed, they're there. They're not having to run out there and try to fix things uh, that could have been prevented. They're out there dealing with a flooded radio room.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, we've seen and you know, because we, I, I live in Texas. You know, I've seen the pictures of flooding, and flooding's happened here in Dallas, where where we are right now. And you know, you've seen the pictures from Houston and that sort of thing, and you see. Um, helicopter rescues all the time, you know, of, you know, people getting, you know, lifted off of a house and that sort of thing. And you see uh, whether it's, you know, National Guard or something like that. And they have, you know, their headset communications on and you always take for granted the fact that those are working even when, you know, things are as disastrous as they appear at that moment. Right,
1: right. The the police officer's radio is as important to him, mm-hmm. perhaps even more than his sidearm. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. You know the 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 sidearm is something they pull out when their lives are threatened, Mm -hmm. Um, but the radio is there for them that connects them to the their leadership that Mm -hmm. connects them to their their coworkers to their fellow officers. Um, Yes, it is not as important as a human life. Mm -hmm. If you know a cop is in a situation where he has to mediate peace or has to pursue a, a person with bad intent that radio may get thrown down on the ground. <laughs> sure. That radio may fall out of his pocket and it may get damaged. Uh, and yes, it will probably have to be repaired or <laughs> replaced, but ultimately, you know, their, their job is not to baby the radio. And so we need to make sure that that radio is built to be rugged and that the, uh, when things happen, we make sure that that radio is still functioning properly.
0: Definitely. Absolutely. Well, Chuck Cox, product marketing engineer for Freedom Communication Technologies. Thank you so much for joining me and talking a little bit uh, more about the you know vital nature of communication technology these days, where it's going in the future and how important it is today. Thank
1: you so much, Tyler. It's been a pleasure.